Would you turn to Romans, please, the 8th chapter? Romans chapter 8 and verse 5. He said, They that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. And they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh... Cannot please God. Now let's just stop and define. He already defined what it means to be in the flesh. What does it mean to be in the flesh? Be fleshly minded. Back up in verse 5. Those that are after the flesh. Living in the flesh. What's happening with them that causes them to be this way? They mind the things of the flesh. Does it matter what you keep your mind on? He went on to say, to be carnally minded will result in what? Death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Does it make any difference what you think on, what you dwell on, what you ponder and meditate on? According to this, it's the difference between life and death. The mind is the arena where the conflict occurs. And whether you're spiritual or whether you're fleshy and carnal is determined by what you let yourself think on all the time. You remember uh, Isaiah 26.3. He said, Thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusts in thee. If you keep your mind stayed on him, what's going to happen to you? He said he would keep you And me, in perfect peace. The Hebrew literally says, peace, peace. (laughs) Complete peace. But what if you're not in complete peace? Hmm? What if you're in turmoil? What what if you're upset? What if you're worried and scared and and vexed? And and I understand there are some Christians that are just suicidal. There are some Christians hadn't slept decently. And so long, and they're just miserable. They're in a well. Obviously, the Lord's not keeping them in perfect peace. Why? Their mind is on carnal things, not spiritual things. Their mind's not stayed on Him. So I say, well, maybe it didn't. No, if their mind was stayed on Him, they would be in peace. The Lord said it. That's the way it is. Not in peace. Your mind's on the wrong thing. Every time, whether it's me, you, whoever it is. I know years ago in healing school, I was ministering to a lady. She had been in and out of mental institutions half her life. I mean, just one bout and problem after another. And in talking to her, the Lord dealt with me to give her Joshua 1.8. You know, in that passage, he said, this book of the law, or the word of God, we'd say today, we got the whole book. Uh, the word of God will not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate in it. Day and night. Did you hear that? Meditate in it. How often? Day and night. That you may observe to do according to all that's written therein. Then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have good success. I was talking to her about that. About keeping the word and keeping the things of God on her mind all the time. 
She looked at me and said what a lot of people thought but didn't say. She said, you can't do that. You can't think about those things all the time. Night and day. I said, well, now, first of all, the Lord must have thought you could. He's the one who said it. Right? I mean, no, he wouldn't tell you to do something you couldn't do. If you couldn't do it, he'd know you couldn't do it. And he wouldn't have told you to do it. So just by reason of him telling you to do it, you know what? You can do it. Whether it seems like it or feels like it or not. I said, and beside that, it's not a matter of whether or not you're thinking about something day and night. You're already thinking about something day and night. And it's obvious you've been thinking about the wrong thing. Huh? You don't wind up in the mental institution thinking about the Lord night and day. Hmm? Somebody said, well, I know somebody, they got religious crazy. And they, you know, they just talked about God too much and, and they had to go to the mentalist. No, no. They wasn't talking about this book. They wasn't talking about the real things of God. Hmm? No. That, you actually hear people say, boy, you better not read that Bible too much or you'll get crazy. In their estimation, you need a little carnality to balance you out. Well, you don't want to get too spiritual. You might lose your mind. No, no, the more truly spiritual you become, the sounder your mind becomes, the more peace you have. Amen. Now, I will say this, there's a lot of junk around that people call spirituality and it's not. Hmm? You know, there was some people with us not too long ago and we're around some individuals that to me are some of the giants uh, in the body today. And they were surprised at how normal these people were. You know what I mean by that? Because they weren't rolling their eyes back in their head and being in half of a trance half the time. I mean, they talked about natural stuff. People who are always acting weird and calling it spiritual are just confused. Did you hear me? That's not real spirituality. You know, I've had the, the great honor and privilege of knowing, in my estimation, some of the most spiritual people around. And I'm telling you what, they're easy to be around. They're real. God is real. The things of the Spirit are real. Amen? And when you're trying to work up something and put on something, that's flesh. That's not spirit. People who don't know any better, they think, well, they're a spiritual person. Look how they're floating around half the time. And, and they're just quoting scriptures right and left. And they don't half know they're in the world. Uh-huh. Look at the fruit of their life. Did you hear me? What have they built? What fruit is there? Amen. You know, that's what I always look at before I start swallowing people's teaching. I don't care what kind of beautiful cover it's got on the book and how many letters after the author's name. I want to know what's he done. What she, you know, a lot of these people never done anything. Well, it's getting quiet in here. Some of these people that are experts on critiquing the, the and taking apart and finding fault on the doctrine of some other folk who have changed the earth. Hmm? They've never done anything to speak of. And yet they're an expert and can correct. You know, don't, don't get me started. 
<laughs> well, it bothers me. There's some of these young whippersnappers, you know, wet behind the ears, never built a chicken coop, much less a church or a ministry. And they're ready to just rip apart some of these people who have had, you know, hundreds of thousands in their crusades and built vast things and touched the people, touched the world. And you're not going to meet anybody who knows everything or is perfect. You know, do you understand there's nobody you know that's right about everything? Including yourself. <laughs> we know in part. That means there's parts we don't know. But have enough sense to see when God's using somebody. Amen. And blessing somebody. And even if you think they're wrong about something, show respect. Amen. And be quiet. Besides that, in a few years, you might think differently about it. You may have grown and see the whole thing differently. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Now go with me to 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2. And verse 11. He says, What man knows the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knows no man but the Spirit of God. We need to read something else. Hold your place here and go to 1 Thessalonians. I could quote it to you, but let's read it out loud, and then we'll come right back to this, I think. 1 Thessalonians and the 5th chapter. 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, The very God of peace, everybody say peace. peace. Have you noticed we've already seen that two or three times? This was a telltale sign of spiritual people. Hmm? Spiritual people walk in peace. The very God of peace sanctify you wholly. Not H-O-L-Y, but W-H. In other words, completely. And then he goes on to talk about our whole being. I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Faithful is he that called you who also will do it. We are spirit beings. God, our Father, is spirit. He's a spirit being. And you and I are spirits. I didn't say we have a spirit. I said we are. That's what we are. We have a soul. And we have a body. We are a spirit. Now it will help you if you'll develop this consciousness in yourself. You're not just mind and body. Contrary to what some folks say. You are spirit. Amen. God, who is a spirit, created man. He formed his body of the dust of the earth, and then he breathed, and the word breath and spirit are very similar. Talk about the breath of life, the spirit of life. So many times, same words in the, in the Bible. He breathed, and he, he, it's not just a matter of him putting oxygen into the man or gases into the man. No, some of himself. He is spirit. Amen. And he created the man's spirit out of himself and put it in that body. 
You're a spirit. You're looking at me right now through those two windows we call eyes. I see your body. I don't see you. The body is the house you live in. Amen. And if you died tonight, if you're born again, you'll just step out of this house. You don't cease to be. You don't turn into an angel. That'd be a demotion. No. And you don't turn into somebody else. You're a spirit. God's a spirit. It'll help you sometimes. Just look in the mirror and say, I'm a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Now, did you see the order? I pray God your whole what? Spirit first. Soul second. Body third. Now, you hear people misquote this all the time. Body, soul, and spirit, they'll say. That's because they're more body conscious than they are spirit conscious. Body and soul. No, it's not that way. It's spirit. Amen first. Spirit first. That's what you are. Spirit, soul, and body. Not body and soul. Spirit, soul, and body. Said out loud, I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. Amen. You could also say you have a body. But now I wanted you to have that firm in your thinking as you're reading this passage. Go back to 1 Corinthians 2 now. That is a step in being a spiritual person is realizing I am a spirit. You understand untold billions have been spent on the development of the mind. Which is part of the soul. And on the development of the body. But so many people on this planet have no clue about developing the spirit. That they are a spirit. And your spirit is where God resides. Amen. And it's where your strength is. It's where the life comes. Proverbs 4 says, keep your heart with all vigilance and above all that you guard and keep. For out of it are the issues of life. He's not talking about your blood pump. He's talking about the core of your being. Amen. Your spirit. Proverbs 18.14 says, a strong spirit will sustain you in bodily infirmity or trouble. What's going to get you through the rough places in life? Strong spirit. Man, this is so big. You understand, I don't care if it's losing 10 pounds. I don't care if it's quitting a a dietary habit. I don't care if it's overcoming a lust problem. I don't care what it is. What's going to enable you to do that? Strength inside you. Amen? Why do people keep giving in to the flesh? Because their spirit is weak. Don't you remember Jesus warned his disciples, watch and pray? The spirit is willing, but what? See, the weakness was through the flesh. Why'd they keep falling asleep? Why didn't they have strength enough to stay and watch and not give in to the temptation to to be scared and to run and deny? Because the spirit was the part of the being that, that the weakness occurred. The spirit wasn't strong enough. But friend, no matter how weak you've been spiritually, maybe you've just been a a basket case. You just, you can't pass by a candy bar. You can't do anything. (laughs) You can't get yourself up in the morning. You understand what I'm talking about? You you, you say, I'm not going to do that. And and you've done it five times before the day's over. 
Hmm? Now that's nothing to laugh about and say, well, you know, I guess everybody's like that. That's not okay. It means you're a liar. Did you hear me? If you say something and you don't do it, it's not okay. You're undermining your being a faith person. You cannot be a person of faith if your word's not a word of integrity. You're better off not saying it than saying it and not doing it. But it, it, your words can be the key to getting yourself free from all kind of problems in life. I know in my own life, it's the thing that's helped me time and time again. I didn't just say it haphazardly, but I looked at it over a period of time and I realized I need to make a change in this area. And so I would put my words on. I say, all right, from this day forward, the rest of this year, for three months, for nine, whatever it is I had in my heart, I'm not doing this and I am doing this. And I, when I said it, I said it. Sometimes I've written it out on a piece of paper and signed my name to it and put it in my pocketbook. I said it before the Lord. I said it to myself. Now, I can't do it or I'm a liar. Did you hear me? And when your word becomes a word of integrity and you have strength enough spirit to say it, you can change your life. Hmm? What therapy couldn't do and drugs couldn't do and every other thing couldn't do, God can do. If you have the heart and faith to cooperate with him, give him something to work with. <laughs> you okay? You said you wanted to be spiritual. Didn't you? Everybody still want to be, how many still want to be spiritual? Huh? Spiritual people don't say they're going to do something and not do it. Spiritual people are not victims to their flesh. Spiritual people don't let their whims and their desires run their life. Are you with me? Let's keep reading 1 Corinthians 2. Verse 11. What man knows the things of a man, save or except the spirit of a man which is in him? Even so, the things of God knows no man but the spirit of God. Now we receive not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Which things also we speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual But the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now that will help you identify things. People who think the things of God are foolishness, what are they telling about their self? They're unspiritual. They're just carnal. Just flesh rule. People who laugh, make fun of praying, make fun of prayer for the sick, make fun of speaking in tongues and all these things. They're just showing how really carnal and unspiritual they are. They don't even recognize the things of God. They don't know God. Now, I didn't say they wasn't saved. Okay? You understand you can be saved and not know God very well? Or know God a little bit over here and not know anything about Him over in this area. Right? You and I are learning Him progressively. Right? None of us know all there is or half there is to know about Him. We're learning. But when you read His things and you laugh and you make fun of them and you think they're foolishness, well then you're showing how unspiritual you are. He goes on to say, 
But he that is spiritual judges or discerns, the margin says, all things. The more spiritual you are, the more you discern. The more you see what's God and what's not. Anybody interested in being more spiritual? Boy, I am. The more spiritual you are, I'm not talking about flaky, goofy, what people call spiritual. I'm talking about real, true spirituality. The more spiritual you are, you discern God. You see God in things where other people don't see. You see His ways and His workings. Yet He Himself is judged or discerned of no man. For who has known the mind of the Lord that He may instruct Him? But we have the mind of Christ. Didn't we just get through reading about the mind in Romans 8? To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. Boy, this is a wonderful confession. I have the mind of Christ. Keep reading. I, brethren, could not speak to you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Even as unto babes in Christ. Does it make any difference where people are in their spirituality as to what you can tell them? Paul talked about this in Hebrews and other places. He said there were some things I would have gotten into with you, but you couldn't hear it. And even now he said you can't hear it because you're still carnal. And you know, that ought to be something that should make us hungry to grow in spirituality so that the Lord could show us some things. Amen? Because there's a lot of things He can't tell us, He can't show us until we develop some. Let me give you another example. He said, even as unto babes in Christ. Do you understand there's a lot of things you can't explain to a three-year-old? There are questions a four-year-old can ask you that you can't tell them? Huh? Huh? What do you mean? You could tell them. Well, you could tell them, but they wouldn't understand it. You could talk to them an hour about it, and they wouldn't have a clue. They wouldn't know any more at the end of what you said than at the beginning. They're just going to have to develop and grow some to be able to understand it. There's questions I've asked the Lord. I, I was so sincere in asking him. I so wanted to know it, and I asked him, and he answered me. Ten years later. <laughs> I'm serious. I, <laughs> And when he answered, when he began to show me the answer to that thing I had asked him 10 years before, I saw immediately why he hadn't told me before. I was just now ready to hear it. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been able to understand what he was talking about. Are you hungry to grow and become more spiritual so he can tell us more things and show us more that we'll understand? So much of the things we've been scratching our head about and wondering about, if we would develop some and become more spiritual, he could show us. But until we do, it's like trying to explain some mature things to little children. He said, I could not speak to you as spiritual, but I had to talk to you as carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto up till now you were not able to bear it, and neither yet now are you able, for you're yet carnal. Carnal. Now, did you see the comparison the Holy Ghost through Paul draws between being carnal and being like a little baby? Babies in the natural help us to understand people who are carnal and not spiritual. 
Have you ever noticed that babies are carnal? Huh? Anybody? Know what I'm talking about? Little babies, what do they think about? (laughs) They think about if they're comfortable or not. Is that right? And if they're not comfortable, what do they do? Howl. (laughs) Screech. Is that right? Are they concerned if they wake you up? They don't even think about that. Huh? Never even crosses their mind that they might be disturbing your sleep. All they know is that they do not feel comfortable. Hmm? Or they're hungry and they want something. And when they want it, when do they want it? Right now. Have you ever met any 50 year old? (laughs) Babies. Talk on the cell phone. Loud enough for people to hear them across the room. Uh Uh-oh. Never even crossed their mind that they might be bothering you. Hmm? Cut in front of you in in the highway. Carnal people are only aware of moi. And what moi wants. And you don't have to be three-year-old to be that way. It's amazing how many 50-year-olds and 40-year-olds and 70-year-olds. They only think about what's happening to me and how what you do affects me. They're not aware. I mean, it's amazing. The, the world has gotten worse since I've been a boy. I'm serious. Man, you go to places of business and people are just, they'll run over you and not even know it. And not, if they found out, I don't guess they'd care. Being polite, being courteous is not just social niceties. It's being a Christian. It's being spiritual. Spiritual people are aware of everybody around them. They're aware of what's going on. How else are you going to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost? To be used of Him to meet people's needs. You've got to be aware of what's going on, not just what's happening with you. Babies only think about theirself. Well, we understand that in a baby. Right? But how many understand, I mean, you treat the child differently when they're two and they're three and they're 33. When they're 33 and they, they jump in the floor and pitch a fit and wail. I've seen people do this kind of stuff. That's not okay. They should have grown. Now, when you're born again spiritually, you're born a baby. And so we understand and we'll put up with some things out of people that got saved last week. Right? Because they are babies. But if they're fed, they should begin to grow. Amen? And when they're 10 years old in the Lord, it ought to be a different story than it was the week after they got saved. (laughs) Keep reading. He said, I fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able, for you are yet, you are still carnal. Now let me just stop right here. This is 1 Corinthians, also the book that has 1 Corinthians 12, right? And all the gifts and all the manifestations of the Spirit. And he said back over here in the first chapter and the seventh verse, he said, you come behind in no gift. 
They had all of the gifts and manifestations of the, of the Spirit operating, and yet he tells them, you're carnal. Same people, doesn't he? Does speaking in tongues and prophesying and having visions mean you're spiritual? Now that's an interesting question, isn't it? No, it means you're having spiritual experiences. It doesn't make you spiritual. Spirituality implies maturity. That you're maturing. A baby, a a two-day-old Christian can have a vision. Did you hear me? A three-week-old Christian can prophesy. If they know how, know how to yield. A two-week-old Christian can lay hands on somebody and then get healed. Doesn't mean you're mature. And that's what some folk have not understood. There have been people that have been mightily used of God in certain areas, and yet other areas of their life, they're such babies. And them being used in one area does not mean everything that they do in all their life is right. Keep reading. He said, you're yet carnal. You're still carnal. For whereas there's among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal? And walk as men, one translation says, as mere men or as mere unsaved men. For while one says, I'm of Paul's group. Another said, well, I'm of the Apollos camp. He said, you're carnal. Now get this. Spiritual people acknowledge that other people have the spirit besides them. Did you hear me? You see somebody, they just talk about our little group, our little group. Nobody else has it but our little group. They're carnal. And people that's always talking about, you know, well, it's us. This is our group and they don't know it and they don't understand. No. We don't have to pick and choose. He went on to say, Paul is yours. Apollos is yours. All things are yours. We don't have to pick and choose. Hmm? You know how I see it? All the groups in the earth are mine. The Baptists are mine. The Pentecostals are mine. The Presbyterians are mine. Amen? I don't know what they'd think about me, but I wouldn't mind. I, I could come into their church and be happy. And praise God. Amen? If they believe in Jesus, then they're my brother. They're my sister. I don't have a hard time believing that they know some things about God that I don't. Did you hear me? But I don't have to feel put out because they're mine. (laughs) And everything they have is mine. Every group is mine. Can you say amen? Why couldn't I think that way? Isn't that what the scripture tells me? It's all mine. Now whether they claim me or not is another story. (laughs) But I don't have to be depressed if they don't. Brother Lester Summerall said something years ago that stuck with me. He said, other people's heads is no place for me to look for my happiness. I thought, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going to look in other people's heads to see if I'm happy. (laughs) Here we see... In the book of Corinthians, one of the first major descriptions he gives or characteristics of carnality is people who are in strife. 
People who are envious, in strife, in divisions. He said it like three times. You're carnal. You're carnal. You're carnal. Why? If you're in strife. Everybody say strife. No such thing. I don't care who you think you are. What you think you know, how many scriptures you can quote, how many hours a day you pray. If you stay in strife with people all the time, you, I didn't say just them, you are carnal. It takes two people to fight. Hmm? Go with me to James. You understand this is my first major point, right? That's all we're going to get to tonight. But what's the first big characteristic that you see that, that lets you know you or anybody else is being carnal and living carnally, living flesh ruled? Strife. Right? Fussing. Fighting. Arguing. Divisions. Envy. Strife. If you're going to be spiritual, you've got to be through with strife. Hmm? Well, I can't. I can't help it. I I have to work with them, and then you just you can't get along with them. <laughs> well, you just told me it's not all them. In James three, are you there? Well, we're having fun tonight, aren't we? Oh, praise God! If you don't like tonight, come back some other time. It'd probably be completely different. We have all kinds of messages and times around here. But how many know that to grow up and be healthy, you can't only eat ice cream all the time. Got to eat some turnip greens, cornbread, amen, broccoli, yeah. (laughs) James 3, are you there? 13, who's a wise man and endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation, a good lifestyle, his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. And let's just stop right there. Even though there is strife around you, you do not have to let it in you. Hmm? If other people insist on being ill and being put out and being bent out of shape, That may come against you. You do not have to let it in you. This is a freeing thing. A liberating thing to realize nobody can make me have strife in my heart. Hmm? I don't have to let it in. Nobody can make me bitter. And make me angry inside all the time. And make me feel hurt inside. Nobody can make me be that way. Stuff can come against me. But I don't have to let it in. I can throw it off. Amen. And I can say something else. And I can fill my heart with the right thing. Keep reading. If you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom, so-called wisdom, descends not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. Now listen, there are people who try, they couch it in all kinds of wisdom, even prayer requests. 
Well, I'm not gossiping and, and I, you know, but I just want you to know this so you can pray. <laughs> and then they take somebody apart. Hmm? How all they missed it. Fault finding. Backbiting. Backbiting is talking about somebody behind their back. Finding faults with them. And how many understand that love covers the multitude of sins? Well, they did all this. I know it, but love covers it. Not broadcast it, doesn't tell it, it covers it. And you know, we'll talk about this further as we go, but whatever part of your being you feed is going to grow stronger. If you feed your flesh, your flesh the impulses, the desires, the lust of the flesh are going to grow stronger and stronger in your life until they dominate you, which is where most people are at. But friend, you can starve that and you can feed your spirit. I said you can feed your spirit. And if you'll feed your spirit, your spirit will become stronger and stronger. Love will get stronger in you. Faith will get stronger in you. Peace will get stronger in you until you can control. The urges of your flesh. How many are interested in that? You can't feed on strife and stay out of strife. Can't feed on it. You can't talk about people. Talk about how bad it is and talk about how they missed it and, and how you don't think they should have done that. And I just don't think that's right. And you do understand that's what so many folks spend all their time doing. Y'all act like you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you do understand, right? Most of the people, they get together and they talk about the weather for three minutes and then they start talking about somebody. Hmm? And it ought to be different, but Christians are no different from the world, most of them, and even preachers. It aggravates me. Now, I've made mistakes in this area. I don't mean I've always been perfect, but I, I'm watching it more and more. But so many times you go and you get around other preachers, and, and you're not with them five minutes, and they want to talk about some other preacher, some other church. And you hear about so-and-so. They're not doing good. Oh, did you hear about so-and-so? Boy, he messed up. Ooh. Did you hear about? Well, what good is that going to do? Go to Galatians. Hold your place there. Galatians 6. Galatians 6, 1 says, Brethren, if a man is overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, discuss it with everybody. Huh? Do what? Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, humility, considering yourself. Lest you also be tempted, bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Spiritual people are not trying to fix the blame. They're trying to fix the problem and help the people. Right? Spiritual people are trying to restore folks. Not run them off. Not run them out. But get them back. Hmm? So so and so they lied, they stole, they committed adultery. Well, that ain't good. But I don't want them to see them fall. I don't want to see them just go back into the world. Do you? 
Can God forgive them? Could they be restored? Could they wind up being strong Christians anyhow? Could they overcome it? Could they get past it? Yeah, they can. I didn't say it was okay. But they can get over it. Spiritual people are interested in helping other people. Amen. Get over problems. He said in James 3, I'm finishing reading now. He said, verse 16, for where envying and strife is, there's confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that's from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality, without hypocrisy, and the fruit of righteousness is sown in what? There's that word again. In peace of them that make peace. Here's a telltale sign that you're walking in a more spiritual way. You have peace. Amen. Other folk get rattled and get upset. And you just, even though you're tempted to say things and do things, you bite your tongue. And you don't tell people's faults and mistakes. And you don't tell their problems. And you try to help them. You don't have to tell them what they did was okay. But you tell them that God will forgive them. And they can still be okay. Amen. And even though folk want to strive and fuss and argue, the spiritual man, the spiritual woman will smile in the midst of it and say, well, I love you anyway. Can't we be friends? Hmm? I had a fellow one time follow me down the hall saying, I don't like you. Yeah, yelled it from down as after a service. He was in the service and he heard me speak. He said, I don't believe it. I don't believe what you said. That ain't right. And I don't like you. I thought, well, maybe that's all he'll say. And he'll hush. Well, he followed me further. Said it again. Finally, I turned around. I said, you just don't know me. If you knew me, you'd like me. Well, he didn't make him any happier. I mean, understand, we don't have to agree on every doctrinal point. Hmm? I don't believe in that. Okay, okay. Let's still have fun. Right? Let's, let's, the Bible says, as much as lies with you, much as depends on you, live peaceably with all men. And, and the Holy Ghost told those guys, even though they're talking in tongues and they're having the gifts of the Spirit, He said, you got envy and you got strife and you got division. He says, you're carnal. You're, he told them three times right there in those few verses, you're carnal. Babies, you, you need to grow up. Oh, it's great to grow up. It, it helps your marriage. Phyllis and I have been married 25 years. And... Uh, we don't have near the trouble we used to have. Oh, man, we used to have problems. Good gracious. Whew, such discussions. Just get to an impasse and just, you know. But, man, it's helped us so much just to grow up some. Just to quit being so carnal. And begin to be more spiritual. We just don't have near the problem. Just, I mean, you know, we go months and months and not have any, any serious discussions. Why? Well, you've learned. You don't say everything you think. <laughs> Boy, that's a breakthrough right there. You just, 
And even things that you know maybe you should say, you just know now is not the time. Maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. Huh? How much that that you're becoming more spiritual? Oh, but when you're just fleshy, you got to have your say right now. I gotta, I gotta say it. Yeah. And you have your say, and man, it costs you. Hmm? How many understand being bullheaded and belligerent and pushy and fleshy can just cause more problems than you can fix in three years? Hmm? When the spiritual man, spiritual woman knows when to be quiet and knows when to talk. And know, and how many understand? It's not just what you say, it's how you say it. Huh? <laughs> you can say the same thing and just say it with kindness and say it with some wisdom and choose your word. How many understand? There are just certain words if you don't use. <laughs> you can say basically the same thing, just don't use that word. Now, you don't learn all this overnight, but if you Apply your heart to it. And if you feed your faith and feed yourself on the Word and mind His things, after a while, you'll start thinking more like Him. Amen? He's wise. You'll start operating more like Him and you'll save yourself untold problems. Won't you stand on your feet? Thank you for being patient, focused tonight. We just got this introduced. Unless the Lord says something else, so I'd like for us to get into next week, continue talking about the spiritual man, what to do with this body, how to handle it. Number one, though, endeavor to put this into practice starting right now, no strife. Hmm? Things really get out of hand. Learn to uh, walk away. Learn to say, well, learn to catch yourself in mid-phrase. Well, let me tell you, there's one thing. I want you to know that God loves you. And I do too. And I'm going to go. And pray somewhere else. I know you can catch yourself in in the middle of a phrase, in the middle of a word. And quit being, don't yield to your flesh. Quit being fleshy. Quit being carnal. Be spiritual. Amen? Be spiritual. I believe we'll grow as a church, don't you? I believe we're growing. And we're not going to be carnal, fleshy people. We're going to be spiritual people. Amen. Not bring reproach on our testimony, our Christian witness. But that when people are around us, they wouldn't just be impressed with us, but they'd be impressed with God. And they'd believe God must be real. The way they're able to live. The way their family is. You know, I was thinking the other day, a lot of people would not believe how we live. They would think, I mean, oh, you're just, you're lying. I mean, you're trying to give me some, uh, leave it to beaver, uh, you know, stereotypical, perfect home and this. No, we've made mistakes. But man, you know, you're, you have to paint yourself sometime. Wasn't always that way. But things just get better. And better as you grow. And as you learn to quit yielding to the flesh. And as you learn to talk faith and live by faith. Amen. So I don't care how rough it's been.
Like I said, Phyllis and I, we had some rough times years gone by. We could have called it quits, just like so many people could. We had some some dark moments at times in our relationship where, you know, you just think, can this work? But we didn't quit. I said we didn't quit. We didn't give up. And now all that seems like a, <laughs> a long ago dream. You know, things are so different. So if you've been going through some rough times, don't despair. Don't don't give up. There's help in God. I said there's help in God. And things can be totally different than how they've been. The devil tried to say, well, it ain't no use. I mean, it ain't never going to get any better. He's a liar. He doesn't know. He's got nothing to say in your life anyway. He's not your Lord anymore. Tell him to shut up and get out. The Lord says all things are possible to him or her that believes. Amen. Is it possible that what was so bad could be wonderful? It is possible if you can believe. Amen. Amen. Without realizing it, so many times people are causing so much of their own problems through their own carnality and ignorance and foolishness. But we can grow. I said we can grow. I want you to close your eyes. Let me lead you in a prayer. Sit out loud. Father God, thank you. I'm a spirit being of a spirit God. Your spirit is in me. Your word is spirit. That feeds me. And I thank you. That I'm growing. Lead me. In the path. In the way. Of true. Godliness. Real. Spirituality. Show me what is carnal. And fleshly. And wrong. And ungodly. And help me. That I stop yielding. To the flesh and I grow and become spiritually mature grow up in you and glorify you hallelujah and let me just pray this over you father I pray over every person here and those that represent the rest of the family that's not here and I know that there's been some rough things and there's been some real uh, just hellish things uh, evil works manifest in people's homes and lives but Lord I'm asking you help them not to cast their confidence away help them to be encouraged tonight help them to see light help them to see that there is hope there is an answer there is deliverance and it can be good it can be better than they ever imagined if they just won't quit if they just stay hooked and just stay with you and believe you and Lord get glory to yourself so that this thing when it's all said and done they'll look back and lift up their hands and give you the glory and give you the praise and say the Lord he has done it. In Jesus name. Amen. Hallelujah. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.